Bearcat bounce back at it again. I'm Chad Brendel filling in for Brent Young. Is, is Ireland? I don't know where the hell he is. Where in the world is Brent Young? Where in the world is Brent Young? Yeah, that's a fantastic question. Who knows? <laughs> but Chad, how are we? <laughs> We're going to start like that, huh? We're going to start like that, huh? Oh, boy. I'm joined tonight by Aaron Smith. Aaron, how's it going, buddy? Um, you know, it's uh, it's it's been a whirlwind of the last six months, but my contract for my temp job runs at the end of this week, and who knows where my next path takes me, but doing it all with a smile and still helping out at work and all that, but all of that seems just completely dwarfed by everything going on with you. Yeah, today was today was a good day. That's that's why I am. Uh, that's why I called you and asked if you wanted to do a uh, do a little pod tonight. I don't. This isn't going to be a, a, a marathon. Um, you didn't do a mailbag, did you? No, I didn't do a mailbag. This is all going to okay. be a complete surprise. Complete surprise to everyone, especially after I put out the post earlier on the boards saying. Hey, sorry, we didn't do a podcast this week, guys. Yeah, um, that that that's on me. Uh, but yesterday, I was not in a great spot. Today, uh, pretty good news. Kelly is uh, trending in the right direction. Her vitals are good. They were, uh, as visiting hours ended tonight, they were preparing to take her off dialysis because uh, her kidney function was getting back to normal. So uh, still trying to pinpoint exactly what, the hell happened on Saturday, uh, but the good news is is uh, the fine folks at St. Elizabeth and Edgewood have gotten her taken good care of, and uh, we're we're headed back in the right direction. So, cheers, cheers, my friend, cheers. Um, I will say if uh, the the those of you that have reached out and uh, sent. Uh, either Uber Eats or DoorDash gift cards uh, for Kelsey so we can uh, not only get her food, but I think it, it lifts her spirits that, you know, she gets to pick whatever the hell she wants for dinner and, uh, you know, not have to, to worry about that side of things. I think that has been, uh, that's been awesome. If anybody else wants to jump in and help Kelsey out in that fashion, uh, just send me a DM and I'll, send you my email and you can go into DoorDash or Uber Eats and send a gift card uh, online so you don't have to do anything. Uh, and then we redeem it and Kelsey gets food. Well, with which, her being a, you know, protege foodie, if you will, you know, I'm sure that she's excited to see what's out there. Dude. The, she, you know what her big thing is now? What she loves more than anything? Like, if you could ask her, and, and we're probably going to do this tomorrow, which I, I don't know about door dashing this particular item. She loves crawfish. Yeah. She's 11. Like peeling the head, like pulling the heads. Like, oh, yeah. All of nine it. yards. All of it. The whole nine yards. She loves crawfish. <laughs> what do they call it? Like pull and suck or something? What, yeah. What do you, where you pull the I, head off and. Yeah, you pull the head off, suck the meat out, and she loves them. Wild. 
I know it's the, the like she could, you know, a couple people have been very generous to where, you know, she could get whatever she wants. And uh, the main thing she wants and she found like we're, we're door dashing tomorrow night. And I was like, find whatever you want, thinking there's nowhere on DoorDash that's going to have crawfish. Sure enough, she, within, she like, found it. within like three minutes, she was like, here we go, crawfish. This is what I want for my order tomorrow, Dad. I'm like, you, Those teenage years are going to be hell for you. She's 11. She's, ah! she's, she's going to be quite the diva. You, oh, you've, you've done question. this. Yeah, yeah, I have. That's, that's, that's the, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want anything for me. I just want the kid to, this is hard, man. You know, what we've been going through for four years has been incredibly hard on her. What we're going through right now is, is ridiculous. So if, if you guys can do anything to help it, then my one thing I would want, I'm okay. I'm not, but I am. (laughs) I mean, we talked last night for a while. Like I said, I, I got you. That's the reason we're doing this and just trying to, uh, Talk a little Bearcats with all of the madness going on in your life. So, you know, I, I think I speak on behalf of all of the the BCJ faithful saying, you know, welcome, welcome back. <laughs> and you yeah. never really I mean, got I, completely away, but. I need that. Like, I need this. Like, I, I know somebody yelled at me the other day for uh, for putting stuff on the board. And, yeah. and I'm like, look, I've been sitting in the ICU for six hours. And you can't leave because if you leave, they won't let you back in. So I can't like leave the room and take a walk. If it's getting a little too heavy for me, you know, if I don't want Kelly to, to see my reaction to things like I can't, none of that. So if you're going to be there, like you're, you're in that room wrong, like for the entirety. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's been, it's been a hell of a, hell of a couple days. Uh, she went in, you know, while the game was ending, she went via hospital. Well, luckily, one of my neighbors found her outside on the front step crying. Um, Saturday night, about 6.30, 7 o'clock, because she couldn't walk from the car to the front step of our house, which is, I don't know, 12 steps maybe. And uh, wow. at, at, I don't know, two, I, I remember specifically 2.38 in the morning. I got a call from surgical ICU saying you, you need to get here, which that's not a, it's not a good call to get. No. Do you ever get that call? It's not, it's not a good call. Like, you mm-hmm. know, everybody worries about their phone ringing at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. It's as bad as they say it is. Um, but you know, she's a fighter as we, as we talk about it's uh, it's wild. Uh, I'll, I'll send you a picture of all the stuff she's got hooked up to her right now. I feel like I've called you that late wasted. <laughs> You have called me that. <laughs> I answered when the ICU called. When you called, I did not. <laughs> so I figured, you know, one of the things that has been cathartic to me over this is talking some Bearcats. So let's hop on with Aaron tonight, do a surprise little BBP, uh, recap everything from Saturday from our perspective. Uh, I, I do also want to say thanks to you, thanks to Carrie, thanks to Brett, thanks to Dave. I can't thank Brent because I, I don't know what what world, what planet he's on right now. I wonder um, if he's going to have to quarantine when he gets back for like. Probably. <laughs> probably. Um, thanks to all you guys for, for stepping in and, and kind of carrying the load while my uh, my brain was elsewhere. We got. Uh, you, but man. let's 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 talk some Bearcats. So we start with the NIL event 
yes. that happened at Fifth Third Arena because that was, you know, th- that was pretty much the first thing of the day for both of us, I believe. I don't know if you got to wander around the grid at all. I think you made. I stopped. I stopped at Dine in Hawaiian uh, yeah. on the way from my car to the uh, the Fan Fest just to say hi to the Tolentino fam. Uh, they they hooked me up with some uh, bacon fried rice, which was phenomenal. And then uh, me and my pops, you had a chance to meet. Did we are two completely different souls? Are we not? It's true. <laughs> I mean, he literally looks at me and goes, "Good luck keeping up with him." Like, I, I'm 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 younger than him. I call him dad for God's sake. Like, what do you mean, good luck keeping up with him? In those events, that's like my that's my A game. For those that's little legs, game. those yeah. little legs, you do move quick. Um, I'm not as skinny as I used to be. It used to be worse. As I told you, like in and out of crowds when I was skinny, I've only found one person in my life that could ever keep up with me in and out of crowds like that. That's Kelly. Well, moving around with a book bag is no walk in the park. I my book bag is just as I big know, as yours. I understand. I'm just pointing out a, an observation. And my gut is twice, three times, four times as big as yours. Oh, there's no argument here. <laughs> so. <laughs> Hit up Dine in Hawaii and said hello to those folks. They had a, they had a really good uh, experience for their first one. They're back from Murray State, and they're adding something new, I've heard, Aaron. Well, they, they sold out of everything, right? Just about. They sold out of the fried rice, and then they were real low on everything else. I know Jeff from my other podcast, he ended up getting the, uh, the nachos, and he just raved about it. 10 out of 10, like, loved it. Yeah, they're really good. The Musambi, don't be afraid of the Musambi. Everybody kind of, I think, was afraid of the Mozambique because they've never heard of it on the mainland, as the islanders would say. It's just, it, it's like sushi, but instead of raw fish, it's cooked spam. Listen, I, I have a Filipino friend, and I think they eat spam once a week. Like, that's yeah, a thing I mean, for Pacific Islanders. Yeah, they love spam. So it's just sushi, but instead of fish, it's got spam in it. And it's got a, it's a, it's really, really good. So don't be afraid to try the Musambi. But they, they're having a, they're adding a new menu item that I'm very excited about. What's that? It's called the Bearcat Loco Moco. Well, you've talked about the Loco Moco. So what's different between the standard Loco Moco and the Bearcat Loco Moco? So instead of rice, French fries. <laughs> oh, shit. And then the burger patty and then the brown gravy. You've been hanging out in Hamilton way too long. Yeah. French fries, <laughs> burger patty, brown gravy, Bearcat Loco Moco. Sign me up. I will without fantastic. question be having one of those uh, along with whatever from Mio's on, on Saturday. It's like poutine gone right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so that, that, was, that was my first stop. And then uh, into Fifth Third Arena. Uh, met up with you, uh, kind of hung around, uh, saw some some friends I haven't had the chance to see in a while, uh, and uh, watched the basketball event. I, I'll ask you, what was your overall impression of the Bearcat Fan Fest, their uh, their NIL deal? Well, I don't know if because it was NIL and the like, the campus couldn't really have anything to do with it outside of just hosting it. I don't know if that's why they didn't turn the air on. Or, or what the deal was with that. It was a little warm. Woo. It was a little warm. It was, it was definitely warm. Um, outside of that, though, I, was, I think I was impressed with, with how many people actually did wander inside for the event. 
Um, obviously, it could have been a little more crowded, but I think for what it was and for when it was, uh, I think that that was a decent turnout. Um, I think people got a little loud for some of the things that that did end up happening. Um, good to see some faces back in the crowd. I mean, you, you saw some guys like, obviously, you got the guys who are on staff and Kyle and Damar, but you also got to see, you know, a Melvin Levitt, a Steve Logan. And, you know, we haven't seen these guys. Well, we've seen Mel in the house, even with the uh, the Brandon yeah. era. But seeing, you know, guys like Steve Logan come back and be a part of something like that in his jean shorts, by the way, just shooting like we in the shoot arounds, even before anything got started, just raining threes. Steve can, still, Steve can still get it, jean shorts or, or not. Wild. Um, and but then, I mean, go I was going to say, like, we even saw Eric Martin in the house. Yeah, which is, that, like, that was probably the biggest surprise is that, that Eric, Wes had to reach out, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. Like, that was one that, like, okay. Like, but I think that goes to show just who awesome. Wes Miller yeah. is. Like, to get a guy who you beat him for the job, you know, I don't know if he was, you know, how strongly considered Martin was in was all of this. Definitely. Obviously he was considered, but I don't, I don't know how high in the, in the hierarchy of things he, he was as far as was he, was it down to like the last four, the last five, the last two, you know, I mean, I don't know. I don't even recall at this point. He was just outside of the final two was I think the, the best way I could describe it. Okay. So, but even still, like I took your job, sorry, but why don't you come on out? And of course he's, asking that all democratically and Wes Miller doing what Wes Miller does mends the, br- the bridges that may or may not have been broken. Who knows, but create something out of nothing. And all of a sudden you have Eric Martin showing up at his alma mater for the biggest event, biggest NIL event that the school has ever hosted. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. That's a good way to put it. Um, then we get started, started yep. with the skills challenge. Yep. And, and first out of the shoot, Steve Logan wins it with a, his first shot from half court. Nothing but bottom of the net. Well, was, back of the rim and bottom of the net. But it was, it was hilarious. Nice. It was nice. And especially watching some of the other guys struggle shooting that shot. Both guys that are currently on the roster and some of your older guys. Woof. Yeah, wasn't great. And Steve just very calmly, bang, knocked it down. And everybody went crazy about it. And of course, you know, all the guys were off the bench and just good to see. He had a smile that I think (laughs) told the whole story. I mean, he had to have felt on top of the world with all of that. And then, you know, I mean, he, my, my favorite part is that we're standing over there talking to him for a while afterwards. And a fan came up and was like, still got it. Huh? And he was basically like, that was fucking lucky. (laughs) Like that was just pure fucking luck which was hilarious. Well, I mean, the only other person I think made a half court shot was Jeremiah Davenport and he did it yeah, as the, he as did the it clock was the expiring. Yeah. Right. So, you know, it, it looked like, like Hayden Koval for, for whatever reason, struggled to make the bunny, the easiest shot. And then they go back guys to, who did. Yeah. They go back to back, bang, bang on the, the two and the three. And then Logan just calmly splashes the half court and what? 47 seconds. Was the time to beat, and nobody beat it. No, they didn't. Um, you know, Meacham tried. He he hit his three right away. I think he was a little upset that none of the older guys were were trying threes as he grabbed the mic and let it be known that he was going to be out here shooting threes. So he he hit his, 
um, who else? Levitt was out there. He ended up, uh, I think he took, he took the inside shot, I believe. No, he took the 15 footer. He took the free throw. Okay. I think. Yeah. Or no, he did take the short one. Yeah. They kept saying he should just dunk it from there. Yeah. (laughs) He's like younger me could have, but, uh, yeah, he made his first shot right away as well. Um, but that was just kind of fun seeing some of the older guys mingling with the younger guys and all of that. Uh, but after that, we transitioned into the three-point contest, which was probably the most entertaining thing of the day, if you ask me. Even more so than yeah. the dunk. Even more so than the dunk contest. I mean, I think they were both pretty pretty entertaining. But Mason Madsen definitely uh, put on a show. Called it. Uh, he and he and AJ McGinnis were uh, were the highlights of that for sure. Yeah, they they both graduated into the uh, the second round. Um, <laughs> I think Mace had 24 points in the first round. And Which is, if you know how a three-point con, like, that's a, you know. Out of 30. Yeah, 24 out of 30. That's that's not missing much. Yeah. So, that's, it's one rack, essentially. Yeah. Out of the whole, the whole five racks that you're, you're shooting around. Uh, McGinnis said that uh, afterwards, he said he would have done better, but he was on the wrong side of the middle rack, the one right dead ahead. Yeah, you got to shoot. Should have gone on the other side. He likes shooting from the left side of the middle rack, not the the right side. I thought he was on the the left side. Or he likes shooting from yeah. the. He should have gone wanna, around. Yeah, you want to you want to be on the right side so you can just reach over and, and grab it pop. with your your shooting reach hand. Over yeah, and pop. as opposed to that's an awkward motion coming over here and then coming up with it. But uh, yeah. Yeah, it was it was it was fun. The, the, everybody was hyped about that one, uh, both first round and second round. As Mason Madsen was just out there doing his thing, and I don't know if anybody saw the interview that he had. I saw this on Twitter. I can't remember the kid who interviewed him. You know, Mason said he doesn't want to have the stigma of being the uh, the white shooter, but here you are out here winning a shot challenge as the white shooter. So I don't know if you're helping your uh, your your case here as trying to squash that stigma, but. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's, that's the label you want, right? You want, you want label best shooter on the team, white, black, yellow, brown, whatever. They put the racks out there. You go out there and you fill it up. You say, shooter's, look, shooter's going to shoot. Yeah. Shooter's going to shoot. And and then the dunk contest I thought was good. Um, Hensley with the win. He's an impressive looking dude physically. <laughs> I think I think I'm on record as talking about how, how physically good looking he is. So um, that, I think you got a man crush on Jared Hensley. That's, that's fine. Um, but if AJ McGinnis had been able to pull off what he was trying to pull off, where you had, I think at one point you had Jeremiah Davenport, Mikey, Mikey Saunders, and, and and Micah, I think. There were there were three dudes up there trying to lob him. It was the walk on AJ. Okay, was up there. Um, and I think Demar was he wanted Demar to actually make that pass to him, but Demar wasn't allowed, allowed to participate. Right, right. Which is the same reason that when they tried to get Coach Miller onto the floor to participate in the three point contest, he isn't allowed to do that either, and had to respectfully decline. As he even said, I would have beat everybody anyway. Well played, Coach. Uh, but yeah, so I wouldn't bet against him. I've heard his prowess in three point shooting contests. <laughs> I don't doubt I, it. I've heard he's very good. But to set the stage, you had these three guys above the tunnel, um, or at least where the cutout is in that in that corner 
um, trying to lob a pass essentially to where it bounces behind the rim. And I don't know if he was trying to bounce it over the corner or just to where he could grab it as it's just in the front of the rim, yeah, up by the rim and then throw down. If he had been able to actually throw that down, that would have been the most insane thing that we had seen. Um, we saw a little Mikey get up in the first round. Um, who else was, was Hensley and AJ going? There was a fourth. Was It was Madsen. Uh, yeah, Mason was in it, yeah. So between the four of them, um, Hensley but was isn't, isn't McGinnis finishing second in both just as impressive as anything? I mean, I will say he was getting some awful high scores for some missed dunks, but that's Well, said, you only get scored on the what you make. No, they were getting scored on the effort of the missed dunks. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think he got an eight or two eights and a seven on a missed dunk. So, in any case, um, a fun event to kind of get things kicked off. Would have loved to have seen it this week against Murray State as opposed to the first game back with everything going on post-COVID. However, this is what it was. But kudos to them for hosting a nice little event. What did you think of the open run? Jeremiah Davenport. Oh, forgot about that. Um, yeah, the open, Jeremiah Davenport. Again, best catch and shoot guy on the team. And if you had the three-point contest where it was a catch-and-shoot opportunity as opposed to pulling balls from the racks, then it would have been a completely different story. But, yeah, I think he had, like, in that quick little open gym they ran, I think he had, like, 18, 22 points, something like that. Yeah, I mean, it was, like, what, 15 minutes, if that? If that. Just spraying threes. Yeah. And somebody... I hope this isn't what the offense looks like. Well, not you. I hope this isn't what the offense looks like, shooting all these threes. It's an open gym. Yeah, I said that. I mean, because all it was was three. It's open gym. I know. Nobody wants to get injured or anything like that in a stupid open gym. I get it. I just – I miss clanging and banging. Down That's low. You see basketball. Throw That's, up a three well, and get the rebound when you miss. All, all you're going to miss because they don't have good best. shooters. If you watch the NBA any given night, that's all it is, though, is just running down the court and shooting a three. Yeah. And then you go get the rebound. Ugh. Welcome to basketball in 2021. I know. I sound so old right now. You do. But <laughs> I thought I thought Hensley looked really good in the open run as well. Yeah. Uh, Mike Saunders looked good. Dave DeJulius looked pretty good, I thought. Koval. Koval looked good. Yeah. A couple blocks, um, hit a three. Interesting absence of the whole thing was John Newman. And, yeah. Think about what all's going on. Protocol. Hmm. Fair enough. He, he was supposed to have been there, but gotcha. he wasn't. Um, and then I found out from Justin Williams that I guess if you are in the country on a visa, a school visa, and I don't know. Yeah, if I've been putting that on the website for, how'd you find out from, do you not read bearcatjournal.com? I was talking to him there. I didn't go back and reread something that I already had the information when I found it out there. No, it was talked about during the week because they weren't on the list of players that were going to be participating. And, of course, anytime Victor's not on a list, people think he he got on a boat back to Russia. I just meant a, um, a, a doe. Well, yeah, that's the two guys that are here on visas. Yeah. So um, they're not – they can't participate in NIL stuff because it's a – Not a work visa. 
yeah, it's not a work visa. It's a school visa. So they can't make money. That's unfortunate, though. And it's going to be stocks. I'm kind of curious to see how that ends up working out going forward, because I can't imagine that those guys are loving that while everybody else is out here making some cheese. Right. Right. Are you allowed to talk about how much they made? No. I mean, I don't know the specifics. I know it was. It worth was their worth their time. It was yeah. It was well worth their time. That's what I can. That's what I can assure you. Absolutely. Um. So we we head out of there. Find out that you're a celebrity as we walk the grid. Yeah. Things have things have blown up a little bit. <laughs> things have definitely blown up a little bit. Uh over the past two years since the last time we were tailgating at the grid it is uh it's become difficult to walk through the crowd which is a good place to be we get stopped a lot i i even got stopped which is kind of funny oh you you were you were loving it well i mean because i think people actually recognize me from like my twitter picture as opposed to reading the lanyard as i'm standing next to you and like oh you're aaron yeah. Although there was some of that too, but but a lot of people were, you know, as we were standing there, I, I ran it, you know, there's, there's a, the Twitter crew that, right. that everybody, Danny and Cyrus and, you know, a bunch of those guys, um, that, that stopped and said hello. And, and we chatted with for a little while and there were people just randomly like, Aaron, what's going on? Well, Mike Boston was there, you know, um, the, uh, half the city slanging crew was there. Um, so it was, it was cool just getting out and God, it, it almost felt normal. Almost, almost. It was pretty normal. I mean, it wasn't normal because we couldn't walk 10 steps without somebody saying what's up, which was, you know, <laughs> I just, I mean, just in general, being able to be there, feeling the energy, people celebrating football on campus, like it felt just kind of like things are getting back to where we want them to be. So, so let's get to the real question as we, uh, we head to Nippert Stadium and, and you head to the press box. Well, I didn't head straight to the press box. I don't know if you knew this or not. No, I actually I went, I went down to the field first. Okay. And walked, I walked right onto the field because all the recruits are standing there yeah. watching warm-ups and waiting for the players to get out and finish warming up and all of that. And so I went down and made my rounds and introduced myself to some of the guys that I've had the pleasure of speaking with. So I got to see Big Shep. I got to see CJ Doggett. Got to see Ethan Green. Got to see um, Tyler Gillison. Um, I'm sure I'm forgetting maybe one or two. Uh, AJ Sally, I did get to see him. Um, I missed Luke Dalton. I missed uh, any any of the guys like Amire. Or I'm sorry, I just combined both their names. Amare and Amir, um, the the two kids that um, I was able to get quotes from post game. Um, but yeah, I tried to see as many people as I could. I missed uh, Harder. I think he was there as well, um, Jonathan Harder. But uh, Ken Willis might have been there too. Um, but yeah, just tried to. There was a lot of kids there. I think anybody who was there before kickoff saw that there was a lot of kids there. So just trying to weave my way through and, and just recognize faces from twenty four seven. As most of those pictures are like a year old anyway. Yeah. Um, while, while you were doing that, I was in the end zone. Yeah in the student section right in front of the student section watching 
the basketball couple basketball recruits have the time of their life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't they're, doubt they're, that. Their names were being chanted. They were taking pictures with cheerleaders and dance team and uh, feeling the energy and the love from the student section, which for a non-night game, that was probably the best Nippert Stadium ruckus atmosphere for a day game I've ever seen. It, it was, was awesome. loud. Like right before kickoff, it was literally uh, – Spencer Tuckerman of Varsity, as, as some of you may know, his past life, uh, was standing, I don't know, maybe five, ten yards to my left. And we were right in front of the student section, standing like in the end zone. And my goodness, did it get just deafening right before kickoff. It was like, whoa, okay. Okay. Yeah. And I noticed like I could up in the press box, they have it very uh it's not completely soundproof, but it's it's very quiet up there. And you could That's you could hear you could hear some of the some of the chants at some point. Uh, I think there was an F Miami chant at one point during the game. Once, or, caught, once or twice they said that, I believe. Caught that, but uh it was, yeah, they said did, truck, truck Miami, truck Miami. I, I'm sure that was, was it. Yeah. But it was cool to see, you know, band back out on the field, running through the, the, the student section again, doing their thing. Um, I wasn't able to make out anything that they were announcing, but good to see, you know, just be in person and see the parachuters come in, you know, just. So tell us, how was your first press box experience? How hard was it for you? Well, so there was obviously the, the you know, seeing the, the second offensive play of the game, after the, the short Jerome Ford run was the 81 yard Tyler Scott touchdown and getting to what see a dime by Daz. What a dime getting to see that bomb with the view that I had was like, I don't know. It was definitely very, very different than the experience I have in my season tickets, which are the second row in the flat end zone, the North end zone. So it was, it's just a very, very different experience as far as that goes. Just, the the visual was incredible getting to see him break off and you're like oh it's right there it's right and he saw it and, and there it was <laughs> but i i managed to, to keep that one quiet but then i'm there was a defensive play shortly thereafter and i'm like mm, and i'm like oh no i can't make that noise so just very quickly i'm like and then i'm like shit it's it's COVID. I can't be sounding like that either. They kicked me out of having COVID. What am I doing? Like I can't. I can't make any noise. So it was. It was. Uh, it was good though. Um, they did have a, a little bit of food for us, which consisted of pulled pork, pulled chicken, barbecue sauce uh, on on slider buns, um, coleslaw, potato salad, cookies. It was food. Yeah, it's it's press box food. It's what you expect for press box food. I was amazed how much the cooler was stocked at the beginning of the game and how quickly that thing emptied. Oh yeah. Um, no, no oh, alcoholic yeah. beverage. Fast. Just, no, just, just popping water. Like if you want a Mountain Dew, you better get that bad boy. When you get to the press box, I only drink if water you're, anyway. And even I know, I'm just gone. saying like, if you're, if you're planning on like, I'm going to, I'm going to wait and get this a little later, then you're not going to get anything to drink. It's just but, how it works up there. I, I waited to get food until 
I think second quarter. Um, just wanted to take the whole thing in, not miss anything. Um, I did appreciate, uh, as I, I do vape, that I could leave the stadium and come back in <laughs> and just show my credentials. Uh, that was that was kind of a nice perk. But um, yeah, it's, it was it was surreal being up there and just getting to take it all in, having the stats both uh, you know live and hearing them called out as you're sitting there anyway. And like basically hearing that in real time as they're, you know, people watching with binoculars and calling out who made the tackle, made the stops, um, made the, made the catches without having to like actually have your own set of binoculars or anything like that. But I did get to uh, sit next to a friend of the, of, of, of Bearcat journal B Fox for a little bit with uh, his photographer, Andy, and got to chat with them for a little while, got to sit next to a, uh, the front office news and, and chat with them for a little bit. Uh, they were sitting a couple seats down. Um, but yeah, we were kind of isolated up front. Kaz said he was going to move us, uh, asked where Brent was. I said, I don't know. He's, he's not in the country. No, um, <laughs> he's been, he's been extradited. Sorry. But he was, uh, he said he was going to move us up and was kind of wanting to see what Brent wanted to do and he wasn't there. So I guess we missed our opportunity to move up from the, uh, the very front of the press box there. I prefer the front row of the press box. If there's a lot less going on. So if you, you know, do make a noise, I think there's a lot less people who are going to be upset or offended. Right. Sitting down there as opposed to sitting up with like the important people with, with big important jobs. Like, don't, you know, new. Don't don't stroke Justin's ego that hard. New, newspapers and you know, TV major, stations, major national publications, and those, those kind blah, of things. Blah blah yeah. <laughs> See, here's the the nice part. Like on that in that bottom row, we're kind of like the the boss of that bottom row. I don't think I was the boss of anything. <laughs> I'm going to be completely honest. I mean, in terms of circulation, we're the we're the biggest publication in that bottom row. Well, so I we're mean, like the, the big timers. It's like us and then you see media and then the stragglers who don't belong to anybody and you know they don't belong yeah. to anybody, but apparently are there for the free food. Because um, <laughs> I think that happened on, on maybe one, once, or, once or twice during that situation there. But uh, I, I definitely wasn't the loudest one. Like there was, there was a girl sitting nearby who was one of these, these stragglers. I don't know if she was somebody there with like one of the UC media people or who she was there with, but she was just like, let's go. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Uh, she was probably a, a good decade younger than me though. So I don't know that anybody was going to kick her out as <laughs> reasons, but um, yeah, just, it was a very cool experience. And then uh, I got to come down, come down and hang with you for about the last, half of the fourth quarter until I sprinted past you see see things from the uh the the ground perspective so I sprinted past you with all my stuff and I I do apologize anybody who's looking forward to watching those post-game pressers um I I was not prepared I just grabbed my phone and pulled it out and just started recording I don't even know how steady my hand was tried to upload it that was the first time I think I've uploaded anything to YouTube ever um so obviously the uh, the Ritter we 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 ended up getting the Ritter video up. It was just at the point that we had it up. It was too little, too late. Anyway, but uh, 
yeah, just a lot of, a lot of moving parts, a lot of moving pieces. It'll get better. Yeah. I mean, I'll be there hopefully going forward. I, I I'm arranging things as long as Kelly keeps uh, progressing. I should be there Saturday. I, she likes hanging out with other people, people other than me more than she likes me being there because I just make, day. I make bad jokes um, to the nurses and, you know, stupid dad joke, Chad and say dumb crap. And she hung out with her cousin yesterday. Cause I, I had committed to do radio and I didn't want to leave them uh, in a bad spot with basically no notice to fill, you know, three hours on labor day. So her cousin was with her yesterday and it, I think she much preferred the company of her cousin to me, which is can't, to be can't expected. Imagine why. Yeah. To be expected. Um, <laughs> and uh, so I, I should be good to go for Saturday as long as things keep, uh, keep trending in the right direction. So um, well, that should mean, that should mean I'll be at Mio's two hours before the game uh, for the, the pregame show. I, I don't know if I need you yet. I'll let you know if I do. Like we talked about though, I think we should have a, uh, in case of emergency break glass here. Just plan in place. <laughs> for, for every game. <laughs> Right now, that's fair. Right now, that's fair. So um, we'll, we'll, figure, we'll figure something out one yeah. way or the other. But uh, so make sure you join us then two hours before kickoff. So one thirty, uh, be 45 minutes, an hour, somewhere in there. Uh, live on site at Neos. Uh, haven't we've talked about maybe trying to find a way to stream it. Haven't had an opportunity to really put that plan in place. Uh, but then we'll also be at the holy grail uh an hour before the indiana game uh and i my 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 guest host my co-host not guest host my co-host for the road games at holy grail is official oh yeah that that is locked up who you got lined up guy named tony it's a guy named tony he's gonna join me pronounce pk right since we're finding out since we're finding out all these new ways to pronounce names that we thought we knew <laughs> right. this time. Tony, Tony PK. Uh, <laughs> no, T- Tony Pike will be with me uh, an hour before every road game uh, for the watch parties at Holy Grail. We'll be doing a live in-house studio show, uh, pre-gaming and uh, previewing Cincinnati's opponent. Uh, so for Indiana, that's a noon kick. That'll start at uh, 11 a.m. Uh, and then for Notre Dame, that's what, 2.30, I think, Notre Dame. So 1.30 uh, we'll go live. So uh, plan accordingly. Uh, if you're planning on already being at the watch parties, come down a little bit early, hang out, listen to uh, to me and Tony Pike, talk Bearcats, and uh, get you ready for the game. So that's kind of what's going on there. Uh, the, the rest of the game, I mean, it was very vanilla. Uh, I, you know, you did see, what, six plays of 20-plus yards, which is what they were looking for, getting more splash plays out of this offense. The two big ones, obviously, well, three big ones being the uh, the 81-yard touchdown to Tyler Scott, his first career touchdown as a Bearcat. There will be many, many more of those. Um, He's really good. I know. That's what I've been trying to tell people. You have. You have. I wasn't. I wasn't on the Tyler Scott bandwagon like like you were, but I'm all in on that kid right now, man. And obviously, you know you. That kid getting 
more and more attention as the season progresses, we'll leave spots for Alec Pierce and Michael Young to both get open as well. Well, I think, you know, that's what we saw. That's what that was the result of is they were, they were playing too high, too deep safeties and, and shading Alec Pierce. And, and they made a pretty conscious decision to try to take the deep threat away from Alec Pierce. Well, and they did. Tyler, and yeah. And Tyler Scott said, I'm over Bye. here. <laughs> and, and guess what? The guy that he's competing for that number one spot, Jaden Thompson might've had a better catch. On a Which 47 he, yard deep post from Desmond Ritter. And both of them did it all camp long as you just kept coming back to tell us after going to as many yeah. camps as you went to. So it was, it was great to see both those guys get their hands on the ball, get in the end zone and just kind of take some of the, uh, some of the heavy lifting off of Michael Young and Alec Pierce's shoulders for game one. Yeah. And Wiley gets touchdown. Lenny gets touchdown. Jerome Ford gets a 50-plus yard run, a couple other big runs, has a 120-yard day, uh, well, his, what, 10, his touch, 11 carries? His touchdown run, I think he broke like four tackles, Yeah, just pinballing his way 20 yards into the, into the end zone. So it was, uh, it was a very good day for the offense. I thought the defense was very vanilla. Um, Lake Van, though, first quarter, was everywhere. Yeah, well, they, they clearly won. They weren't going to test sauce, which they didn't. Zero can you zero attempts. Are you surprised, the, really? To, yes. Because the well, the, the boundary is your number one guy, right? That's your number one receiver. Yeah. And they just they allowed sauce to just say that's that's out. That guy's that guy's not an option. Sauce and, covers. Uh, and then they they double and at times triple teamed. My Jay Sanders and Malik Van had a field day. I mean, you look, there was what 50 snaps. There were two sacks and six quarterback pressures and, and several other times they were real close to getting home. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Miami was playing max, man. They were playing six, seven guys in to protect. And Cincinnati was still doing a good job. Well, I mean, they even Jay Mayer off the spot. They even had one or two shots at blocking a punt. I don't know. Yeah, if, they got close a couple times. I, I didn't know how you could see that from the field level as opposed to my vantage point. But yeah, they they were definitely getting in there. I actually I I changed my uh my defensive alignment for that game just because I wanted to watch from behind the play to watch the defensive line to get a good feel for for how not only how they played, but how Miami is gonna, you know, how opponents are gonna handle trying to block them up front. Sure. Um, and, you know, um, so I, then I would be back there for the punts. So I saw – I had a pretty good view of a couple of the punts that got home. Um, and also, a lot of people – Malik Van was named uh, defensive player of the game by the staff, which I think was the correct call, although I thought Deshaun Pace had a great game uh, as well. But not only was Malik Van very, very good, Jabari Taylor backing up Malik Van was also – very good. disruptive, very, yeah. very good. Um, you know, so they showed that depth along the D line. Miami really couldn't do anything offensively uh, throughout the entire game. Uh, you know, they did have the one drive at the end that the the pass interference call was atrocious, Focus. atrocious. I mean, it His head was turned. He was playing the ball. 
it happened like 15, 20 right yards away from where yeah. we were standing. Right. <clears throat> he was so, playing. His head was turned. He was playing the ball. How, how is that pass interference? I don't know. They felt bad for Miami at that point, I think. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Like, Look, come on, was, give them one. Give it them was one. also right in front of like Miami's visiting section. Yeah. Um, shall we get into my my changed perspective on the Miami series? Um, I have a couple more questions for you on the actual game itself first. Okay, go ahead. So let me know when you're done. Are you as concerned as I was with the special teams game? Because you, you had the muffed punt. Or I'm, yeah, the muffed punt by yeah, Montgomery. Montgomery, yeah. And then just kind of with the rake, like I know it was his first game in front of – His there's first a, kick wasn't great. His second kick yes. was fine. His second I, kick agreed. was like – And I have that written down here. Like first kick, 37 yards. Is this something to be concerned with? Um, but I'm just bringing up some points. Are you, are, is that something that you think they'll work on all week getting cleaned up or is this something that may continue to be potentially an Achilles heel going through the season? I mean, I think it's, you know, one game, small sample size. Montgomery does have to shore up the ability to field punts. I mean, that's the third muff punt he's had in a season, you know, 10, 11 games. So he's going to, He's going to have to to get better there, or somebody like Will Pauling is going to challenge for his spot. Like that's that's the nature of UC football, right? That's that's how Luke Fickle operates. Iron sharpens iron. So yep. if you're not getting it done, somebody else is coming to knock you off. Um, so you know, I, I I I'm not stressed, overly concerned about it, but he's got to get better in that regard for sure. Uh, the the first punt from from. Fletcher, no, I, you know, he didn't hit a good first punt of his career, but the second one is exactly what you want from him. Agreed. 43, 44 yards, no return. I mean, I, I think people forget James Smith, while he was really good as a freshman, did not have a lot of length. And I think his average was 42 yards a kick. But the beauty of it was I, he had less than, I think, less than five kicks returned, five punts returned, because everything was a fair catch because he got great hang time and he got just enough distance um, to where there had to be a fair catch. Well, and I'm, so, I'm totally with you on, on all those points. You know, it was just something I had noticed. And you asked me a question. I no, no, no. The damn question. I understand. I just think that there's also a lot of, you know, nerves and emotion that go into that first kick as it's your first game stateside. It's in front of 40,000 just rabid fans who have missed football in the stands for a year. So I'm with you. I just wanted to bring up the conversation. Okay. Well, there you go. That's my take on it. So no, I'm um, not overly concerned yet, but you know, if Ryan Montgomery doesn't, doesn't get it together, somebody else will get a shot. So I know a lot of people were, kind of talking about how we ran vanilla and maybe that had something to do with the fact that, you know, they didn't really do much after they put up the 35, um, you know, they didn't really have the turnovers. Uh, is that anything that you're putting anything into at all at this point? Not overly. Um, it was very, very vanilla defensively. We did not see much, uh, variation, much, you know, uh, 
blitz packages. There was nothing really exotic about the way that they played. They very much just kind of lined up on defense, kept Miami in front, um, and and executed the way that you expect this defense to execute uh, when they're in just kind of largely a a base, you know, front base format, and and not really showing anything. So. You know, that's that's kind of what you expected from the defense. There's no point in uh, showing your hand against a Miami offense that had no chance uh, to, to be successful. So, you know, I, I'm not overly concerned. I don't think you'll see a whole lot from them this weekend either. Uh, but then I think it'll be uh, I think it'll be a different story in Bloomington. And, you know, what, 11, 12 days, 12 days something like that. I don't know oh. what day it is. Is it Tuesday? It is, it is Tuesday for a okay, couple great. more hours. Yeah. Okay. So then they left the ones in until the fourth quarter. And do you yeah, think- this is a, this is a college coach thing, man. There's something about that 40 point mark that they don't, you know, they feel like five touchdowns. Isn't, isn't comfortable. It's gotta be, gotta be six, five scores. The door's still open. You gotta get it to six. Because I think if they would have if they would have finished off that opening drive of the second half, and and got the touchdown instead of the interception, um, you know Prater was on the sideline warming up coming out of halftime. So I think the expectation was if we go down and and punch this thing in, then Evans going to get almost the entire second half, uh, and then you know the the interception, and then you stop Miami, you get the muff punt, Miami takes over again. That took up, you know, a pretty significant chunk of that third, not significant, but took up a pretty decent chunk of that third quarter. Um, and and Luke decided to leave the starters in until they got that sixth touchdown. So I don't know what it is about the the chart or whatever, but for some reason, college coaches see 40 a lot different than they see 35. Okay. Uh, so I think that's that's where that came in. And then what were your thoughts of seeing young Evan Prater getting some real game time action? He needs it. He needs as much of it as he can get. Um, I think on that, the pass to Jordan Jones, like Jordan Jones has to catch that ball, but Evan's got to throw with a little more touch. I mean, that was a heater. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sure for him, like, you know, one of his first ever dropbacks is a college quarterback. Like, he threw the, he, the, the, he threw the one when he probably should have, he probably should have went with the change up and, and took a little off of it. But well, that's another uh, one too, though, that that was his first game in front of fans. Really? I mean, yeah. Well, and, and think about it. Like you talk about Cincinnati, not getting an interception, that ball pops up in the air and there's, there's somebody right there. Yeah. There were four or five balls for Cincinnati's defense that, that they got a hand on and popped up in the air and there just wasn't somebody in the vicinity standing, right. you know, right there to catch the pop-up. So um, the turnover thing, I mean, you know, I don't think turnovers are going to be a problem to this defense. So I don't, I don't put too much into it. And if you're running a different, you know, different schemes, as far as your, your defense goes, where you're trying to disguise some things or do some things different against, you know, an Indiana or a Notre Dame, maybe you see, some different things happen in the turnover yeah. game. So well, you'll, what you'll definitely see, I think is, is more pressure for sure. So for sure. Um, 
that's that's pretty much what I had though, as far as wanting to just pick your brain on some things. I mean, there's those are mostly the things that people are talking about anyway. Um, just as they have their own discussions on the boards. So just wanted to get dad's perspective. Yeah. Now are you ready for my Miami take? I am ready for your Miami take. A big part of a rivalry is respect for the rivalry, right? Correct. Luke Fickle respects the rivalry. Obviously. Very much so. Mm-hmm. He kept his starters in until the start of the fourth quarter because he didn't think he had a big enough lead. Correct. Right? He, he played all of his guys. Think about the number of guys that it would have been easy to hold out against Miami. outcast there for you <laughs> think of all the guys josh wiley jake renfro kobe bryant you know uh, uh brian cook guys, have, been up. guys that have, have spent time bouncing around uh in and out of practice through camp mm-hmm. and they all played and they all played significant snaps Miami's starting quarterback, Blaine Gabbard, was cleared. I know he missed, you know, a a significant portion of camp, but your starting quarterback is your starting quarterback, right? And he was cleared the entire week going into the game. Chuck Martin sat him. He didn't play. He didn't dress. He didn't dress. He wasn't available to play. They also sat their two starting running backs. who, from what I understand, if necessary, could have played. I've heard that there are plans not to play those guys against Minnesota as well. Here's the nuance in what I'm about to say. Go on. Understandably, I think, Chuck Martin has decided that the priority for his team is what happens in conference playing for a championship in the Mac. That is his priority. That is his prerogative. He is the head coach. He gets to make those decisions, right? Every time. Don't have an issue with that. That is his call. However, playing Cincinnati is not a priority. Stop playing a fucking game. And I've been one for the longest time that has fought back against canceling this series. Because I like rivalries. I like tradition. This is one of the oldest rivalries in the entire sport. 125 games. This is supposed to be something significant to both of these schools. 59 59 wins for each team. It's supposed to mean a lot, right? Mm -hmm. If you're not going to play, especially your starting quarterback. Yeah, that's a bad look. Your starting quarterback who's cleared and ready to go and you're not going to play him because you're saving him for the Mac. Then what's the point? What are we doing? Then what are we doing? You're Mm -hmm. not, you're actively not trying to win the game because you you already know I'm not done. Okay. You already know you are at a talent disadvantage to Cincinnati. You are Miami 
which is a solid program, has been for a long time, they have a chance to win the MAC. They have a chance to be a very good team in the MAC. I'm not discrediting them from that. What I'm saying is, if you are in any way, shape, or form going to beat Cincinnati, it has to be all hands on deck. And your starting quarterback was available and cleared to play, and you didn't dress it. That means you don't give a shit about this game. You have decided. You have made the conscious decision that winning the MAC is more important than being competitive and having a chance to win against Cincinnati. And to me, that says time's up. Time's up. You've thrown in the towel. Well, and we let's... don't we don't want to get hurt. That's their end goal. We don't want to get hurt. Let's not kid ourselves. They're they're still going to be real quick to be like, oh, Cincinnati can come back out here and play. Of course, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like they're not. They don't want to. They don't want to give that game up. Yeah, because Cincinnati fans buy all the damn tickets. It's the only game exactly. of the year that that they have a, a, an atmosphere. And then you know, I'm I'm very curious to see if this becomes a thing. Like, I don't think that you're going to see that from a ton of teams, truthfully, in, like, some of these lopsided matchups. Like, uh, Murray State, I'd be shocked if Murray State did the same thing. You know, it's not – Miami fans have talked about this is something that Chuck Martin has started to do increasingly over the past two or three seasons is hold starters out of these out-of-conference games to give his team the best chance in the mat. And, again, I don't necessarily disagree – if I'm Miami with his sentiment, but in the context of this rivalry game, no, no. Cincinnati's out there putting their starters at risk. Yeah. Injuries can happen at any given time against anybody. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati's just Cincinnati didn't rest six or seven starters that they could have rested to save them. Forget Miami to save them for Indiana and Notre Dame, right? Right. Those are the, the most important, you know, the most important stretch of the season this year for the Bearcats. Cincinnati had their guys out there. Miami didn't want to, didn't want to chance their opportunity to win the Mac. So they didn't play their starting quarterback. No, no. I'm sorry. I'm out. I'm out. If that's your philosophy, if that's how you see the rivalry, if that's how little you value trying to win the game, then the game doesn't need to be played. That's I, My stance has officially changed. I, I've been on the side through all these years, 15 years now, we've heard cancel the rival, cancel it, cancel it, cancel it. People screaming from the rooftops that this thing needs to be canceled. And I've always stood up for the little guy. Not for the little guy, for for. College tradition. football for tradition. Yeah. That's college football. We're losing too much of that as it is. And I hate that I'm on this side of the argument now. <laughs> I do. Yeah. But you have to take all the information in. And the information right now says Miami doesn't want to honor the rivalry. They want to just survive the game and get and, and keep the, the, the ball moving. Find somebody else to play. 
Find somebody else to play. Well, or at least get it out of Miami. Like, do no, do no, no. This was in Cincinnati. Forget no, 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 no. <laughs> uh uh-uh. uh So would you end it right now with both teams tied fifty nine and call it a day? No, play them next year, get the lead, and tell them to go fuck themselves. At home. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, at 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 Miami. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Go up yeah. there, take the lead in the series. Peace out. All right. Well, I'm I'm for I'm I'm for canceling it. I mean, I'm not against it at, at this point, especially if if everything comes to fruition with the the Big Twelve stuff, like they've been talking about, and you see that become a thing. All of a sudden, those out of conference games are going to mean quite a bit. And I don't know that you necessarily want, especially if you have guys out there trying to prove something that are coming from the, you know, the second and third teams and that are just kind of out there playing a little bit more reckless than maybe your starters would be while Cincinnati's still out there running out starters. Yikes. Yeah. Bag it. So what else you got, man? You got Murray State next week. Yeah, Dave and I will probably get a real – real deep dive on on murray state on thursday <laughs> you got anybody lined up for this week no i at this point no i haven't i haven't really it's been a week yeah it's been a week i haven't really had the 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 while i'm trying to distract myself uh from time to time what i have not tried to distract myself with is booking a guest for the murray state week podcast can't imagine That's, that's pretty low on the priority list right now. I, I, I mean, um, I literally oh. can only imagine how difficult that would be. I, I'm recruiting a couple things to get to. Yeah. Uh, Brett, I just posted before we hit record and started started doing this thing, posted an article on George Washington III and his visit. Uh, that is a major, major target for Cincinnati. And there's something in that article I didn't know. It doesn't happen very often for you. It doesn't. So kudos to Brett on this. George Washington is is playing his high school ball in Louisville, which Louisville kids, by and large, have a reputation for staying in Louisville, right? Sure. George Washington the third. George Washington the third. I love it. Clarified in that article that he's <laughs> not actually from the city of Louisville. <laughs> He was born in the state of Texas, which just so happens to be Big 12 country. <laughs> I can't handle you, man. So I think that's that's a that's great work by Brett. And that is some some information I did not. I mean, I, I haven't dug for that information, but that's some information I did not have until I read that article. And uh, I think that's interesting because I think if you're looking at you know, priorities for 2023. If he ain't number one, he ain't far off number one. Uh, the other guy, obviously, that's the, the the talk of the weekend was the official visit from Daniel Skillings. Uh, Skillings released his top 10 yesterday. Uh, obviously, Cincinnati made it. They got the first official visit. Uh, the information I'm hearing is that the next two weeks, he will trip to Pitt and NC State. Uh, the next two weekends uh, for official visits there. Uh, there's two more. Rhode Island and uh, Virginia Tech were two that I heard. I've since heard 
Rhode Drop Island is maybe. 10. Yeah, that's why. Just are you listening to me? There's a lot. I said he dropped his top ten yesterday. I've heard Rhode Island has maybe slid a little bit. And Miami of Florida has uh, has moved up a little bit on that pecking order in terms of the last two official visits. Um, if he takes them, right? from from doing some uh, research from the comfort of the. Have you ever have you ever been in a in a like long stay hospital room? Um, no. They have they have these chairs. They recline, and then all the way, right? Well, yeah, they have the back thing, um, but my back sucks. We know, so I have to like have the the legs up and then the the back a little bit down, uh, just to kind of get my back in the right position, so it doesn't doesn't act up on me. That's the comfort of from which I have been doing uh, some work. Um, my information tells me right now, and, and it's recruiting, so things obviously can always change. I know we have a lot of people that are new to Bearcat Journal and maybe haven't been as uh, well-versed on, on recruiting and the ins and outs. Uh, right now, the information I have is that UC and NC State are the, the two schools that have, have put in the most work here. Um, and, I, I, you know, I think UC feels pretty good. He obviously had an outstanding visit. Things went great. Um, about as well as you could possibly imagine, given his interaction with the team, his interaction with the fan base, getting to see uh, campus in that atmosphere uh, for the football game. You know, Cincinnati put their best foot forward for Daniel Skillings, which I think they they should have because I think that is a kid that even – He's long. Uh, He's long. He can really shoot. Like, That's not what a two guard at Cincinnati looks like, right? Seeing him in person, I didn't anticipate him being that long. Like, yeah. it was shades of Demar. Yeah, Demar's six nine, and Dan's probably six five, six five and a half. But the length, you're right. Like, really long arms, long legs, uh, very fluid. Um, I, I would say this. I said this to somebody in a text today. If you're moving to the Big 12 and you do it with a, a young backcourt of Daniel Skillings and George George Washington III, <laughs> you're moving to the Big 12 with a high major, legit high major young backcourt. Yeah. Legit. Too high four-star I know there's another outlet that has they just moved George Washington, George Washington the third to a five star. That's the talent that George Washington the third possesses. So I, I, I'm here for this the entire recruitment process for Mr. Washington. President you with, Washington, you, 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 <laughs> you with this accent is outstanding <laughs> and i think you should just continue to do this until he Look, is no longer somebody here and what so like six years from now seven whatever. years from now? whatever okay that's fine I'm, I'm i here. will say his name as george washington the third from here <laughs> until eternity if he becomes a bearcat does that mean it, like if he becomes a student here like you're gonna see powdered wigs in Maybe. I hope so. Maybe. If the I bear, have anything to do with it. The Bearcat wearing a powdered wig. 
I might cover the game in a powdered wig. I might be in the, in the, in the media section with a fucking powdered wig on. <laughs> oh, I'll speak in old English the entire time I'm there. Jolly good day, sir. Have you seen my friend George Washington third? <laughs> Just going to see some like pantaloons and tights. <laughs> right. I'm for it. I'm for it. That's awesome. So that's uh, that's the, the news on the basketball side of recruiting. Football, obviously, a big commit from Danny Lewis, who has been your white whale over the past he, 24 he had, hours. I don't run into this very often, and thank God. I told you earlier, thank God. I'm not seeing anybody else land him either. So I think he's everyone's white whale. He's no George Washington the third, I tell you. Clearly. Clearly. <laughs> Goodness. Oh, that's about all I got. Danny Lewis commits, gives Cincinnati their tight end for the 2022 class. Um, they'll be tracking that. It was a big day to uh, get some 2023 guys on campus. Uh, I, I love the name Amare Snowden. So that's I hope a good name. That's I hope they, name. you know, that's a, a, a young kid from Michigan that uh, looks up baseball. sauce. Yeah. He plays baseball too. Yeah. Looks up to sauce. Uh, as uh, one of those kids that have, you know, kind of come from Michigan is maybe a little underrated and, uh, and made a name for themselves. So uh, we'll see. There's going to, there's a lot of, a lot of room for movement in 2023. Uh, we will, you know, continue to get you introduced to those kids uh, leading up to, you know, January, February, when 2023 really pops off. Uh, we haven't talked since uh, the commitment of AJ Sally, have we? No, on this podcast. What what was your takeaway from uh, getting to talk to and get to know young Mister Sally? He uh he was at Midnight Madness as I was well documented in my uh, interview with him, and I remember seeing him there. And I don't know if you remember this conversation, but I remember he was at the front of the line when they were doing their calisthenics, like warming up and all that. Yeah, and he was just high fiving everybody who went past. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's just high energy guy. He just seemed to really like he fell in love with Cincinnati that night. So if they were trying to do that with all the kids that they invited that night, at least they know that they it happened with one kid who was there. And, and you know, I think at the end of the day, that's what you want is to have events like that to where you stand out from everybody else and they fall in love with campus. They fall in love with the coaching staff in the, you know, the as the clock strikes midnight, you have an actual event happening and how's that going to be like, not the first thing that you think about when you think of your recruiting process. The other 2022 name, I think we should, should give a little bit of attention to uh, that visited is uh, Wolf Wolfolk, Wolf, 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 and, and uh, what the heck is his first name? It is. Antone, Ant Antoine, 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 Antoine Wolfolk. Sorry, my daughter was my my maybe the best the best news of all with with Kelly being uh, in the situation she's in. Apparently, my my twelve year old is doing and or my eleven year old is doing and folding laundry. She just brought up an armful of uh, of laundry and set it down. How about that? So Dad's working and she's doing laundry. Yeah. Fantastic. Some, some responsibility earning those, uh, those crawfish. Yeah. 
Somebody, somebody just for that, hit me up. Send Kelsey a uh, DoorDash or Uber Eats <laughs> gift card because she's she's doing the she's not only doing the laundry, but it looks folded really well. Yeah, it's pretty good. She didn't get that from good. you. No, no, absolutely not. Running through something, a something happens to Kelly. This laundry situation is going to be a problem. We're not in a big city where you can just like take you know two bags of laundry and drop it off somewhere and they'll do it and fold it for you. Running through the rest of recruitment here real quick though, uh, JQ had a pick and a touchdown. So you oh, like I was Wolfong. I was going to say oh it was also a midnight madness. And I missed him that night. No, you and, didn't. Uh, wait, wait, no, you hang no, on, no, hang you on. didn't. I, I missed him until we had the conversation, and you're like, "No, do you remember that huge dude? Oh, oh yeah, the one who looked like he was 20 out there <laughs> running around with the 16 and 17 year olds. Yes, I do remember him now. Yeah, six seven, legit six seven, two fifty, and um, I, I think that's an under the radar kid that that should an eye should be kept on Antoine Wolfolk because uh, I think they feel like they might have had a uh, little bit of a sleeper there with uh, with that kid if they can if they can get him in the fold after his visit. So that's one we are monitoring because I think they like him. And I, I think with that size, like he projects to tight end, the tackle, to defensive line, like it's very, you know, it's very rare you see somebody that size listed as an athlete, right? Like those are albatross, right? Those aren't athletes that he, those guys don't have ATH <laughs> associated with their recruiting profile. He's listed as a tight end and tight end is one of the many places he could eventually end up. So that that's another, that was the other primary 2022 kid uh, that I would most definitely keep your eye on. So, again, looking at recruiting, uh, JQ had a pick for a touchdown. If you haven't seen that video, he goes almost like what eighty yards, I think, on the on the pick six. Yeah, uh, it's a, it's an impressive video. CJ Dalgett, I can't say enough about the kid. He's just putting up stat line after stat line, week after week. Seven tackles, a forced fumble, two catches, forty five yards, and a touchdown. Actually, no, I take that back. That was Oliver Bridges. Uh, CJ Doggett was one, man. one and a half sacks, <laughs> a catch, a touchdown, and multiple tackles for a loss. Either way, both impressive stat lines. Um, the Kalen Carroll, 10th team in the nation out of Indiana, Central Grove. They're doing some big things out there. That That is a ranking that it is okay for you. That's a big deal. To talk about. That's a big team. deal. 10th team in the nation, and he's had a turnover in every game. I think this is his fourth turnover with an interception. Um, continues to do a little bit on offense there, too. Outside of that, um, the only other uh, big game was probably Quincy Burroughs had his first touchdown of the year, their second game of the season. Um, four catches, 64 yards, so... Other than that, a lot of pancakes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. No mailbag this week. I got I got some stuff to do. Got to, got to get the little one squared away and ready for bed. Yeah, you know what? I, is Brent back next week? I don't know. 
<laughs> He's not going to be at the game. Apparently, I told him he needs new friends. His This is like, he's been with me, what, three, four years now? This is like the ninth wedding that country? he has had to attend in season. <laughs> That's crazy. Man. You, look, man, I missed my first cousin's wedding to cover an AAU event in the middle of May one year dedication simple rule especially during college football season if you're going to get married do it on sunday or friday cheaper or don't fucking get married during football season plain and simple especially in ohio what are you doing and if those people are supposedly your friends there's lots of people out there that could potentially be your friends. <laughs> Five new friends. Kidding. I, kinda. 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 <laughs> my, I, my another first cousin was like, uh, like uh, two years ago. She was like, "We're getting married." Like she got engaged. So I'm like, "I'm so happy for you." And I was like, "When's the wedding?" And she's like, "In September." And I was like, "On a Saturday." And she was like, "Yeah." And I was like, "I'm not going to be there." <laughs> what do you mean you're not going to be there i'm like look i love you but you have to be smart enough to know you don't get married during football season there's only 12 of those right you only get 12 games there's 39 other weekends for you to get married on i i really can't say a whole lot because my first marriage you got married in football season didn't you uh, this was this was the anniversary weekend <laughs> This is why it didn't work. This is why you're divorced. I mean, there's probably way more reasons than that. <laughs> I'll, 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 right. shoulder, Look, I'll, shoulder, I'll shoulder all that blame. That's fine. <laughs> Look, man, I needed this. I needed to laugh. It wasn't as, as off the wall as uh, some of the other BBPs that we've had of late. No, no, it wasn't. But I also know that I stepped on you probably entirely too much. So I'll, I'll shoulder that too. No, you're fine. No, somebody needed to, like, I, 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 I've needed to talk for a couple of days now just to talk. So I probably needed someone to reel me back in a little bit. So this wasn't just an hour and a half of me <laughs> running my mouth. <laughs> it's fine. Without a mailbag, that would have made maybe, maybe a little ridiculous, but. Oh, tonight was not a good day for a mailbag. We're 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 much better off just Especially doing what we did with a Mary F. Kill. Yeah, that was that was something. <laughs> that was something. All right, man, get us out of here. All right, that's gonna wrap it up. Mios, this Saturday, two hours before kickoff, I will be there. You should be there too. Stop by, get a drink, say hello listen to the pregame show uh, and then maybe head over to our uh, friends at dine in Hawaiian, get a Bearcat Loco Moco. I am so excited to try this Bearcat Loco Moco. You have no idea. You have no idea. Uh, So, so make that happen. And then uh, keep in mind prior to every road game, the, the, the Mio's thing, every home game, two hours before kickoff, we will be there doing a pregame show every road game an hour before kickoff 
Holy Grail, me, the legend, Tony Pike. How cool is it we get to like do stuff like work with Tony Pike? Like, I mean, S- Steve Logan, like, that's the other, like, one other, I'll say one other thing about Kelly. This situation. When stuff like this has happened, and it's fucking, like, don't get me wrong. It sucks that it's happened so much that I have multiple, like, <laughs> sets of experience with how this works. But in the college community in greater Cincinnati, like, you name it, they reached out. You name it, they reached out. Pickle, Miller, Cunningham, Travis Steele, Darren Horn, my friends out in L.A., some of my friends out in L.A., not all my friends out in L.A. Miller. Uh, yeah, I already said Wes. Wes and Luke and, and John Cunningham and, Oz. like, Cause, uh, of course. Yeah, God, I'm going to miss Cause. I know you are. Like, Cause, the funny thing is, Cause and I, like, butted heads some at the beginning. That, like, that like does five, not six surprise me at all. Um, but we became like legit close friends, like legit close friends. I love that man. We didn't always agree. And I'm sure he thought I was a pain in the ass. And I'm sure at times I thought he was a pain in the ass because he wanted something out of me and I wouldn't budge. And I wanted something out of him. He wouldn't budge. Like, but man, they have big, big shoes to fill with the loss of Brian Coslin, uh, especially right now. Like imagine. We are at a we are we are almost to a point. If this if this all goes down like it's supposed to go down, right? And Cincinnati's invited into the Big Twelve or accepted into the Big Twelve Friday, right? Mm-hmm. Right after that, yeah, Murray State. Okay, right after that, you've got Indiana and Notre Dame on the road in a two out of three week, two out of three Saturday window, along with getting into the Big Twelve and changing the trajectory of the athletic program forever. And the guy that's been your director of communications for athletics for 14 years is gone. Who I had somebody in the athletic department joke, like you in like, I couldn't have said this two years ago, but right now you can't afford me. (laughs) It's got to feel good. Felt good. (laughs) <laughs> not gonna lie, I felt pretty good. You can't afford me, um, but I, they're in good hands. It's just uh, it, it's a big loss, and I'm gonna I'm gonna miss my guy, man. He, he texted me actually uh, earlier in this podcast just to check. After think about that, that's how much love we've gotten. Cos just started at Missouri today. Today, he's in Columbia, Missouri, on his first day on the job, and at you know what seven o'clock seven thirty uh local time he hits me up and asks how kelly's doing like that's i get you it gets you a little bit it's right here a little bit so but thanks to, again to everybody that's reached out and here's what here's the, the uh, one thing i'll leave you with a lot of time another, people say another one, 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 another one last thing. one last one like, i've got a lot of i've got a lot, got a lot. there's been a lot going on <laughs> <laughs> why, do, why do people say like anything you need let me know and then like you know you try to give them one thing you need and they're like well not that <laughs> i know where you're going with this because we my already aunt, talked about <laughs> yeah my aunt yesterday was like 
anything you need, let me know. And I'm like, well, Kelsey needs to be to school by 7.30 tomorrow morning. And she was like, get your ass out of bed and take the kid to school. And I was like, I'm going to, but you asked if there was anything I needed. Chad, if you remember correctly, Meatloaf already set this whole plot. And I would do anything. Right, but I won't do that. But I won't do that. Don't ever do that again. That actually welcome. wasn't a bad meatloaf. I mean, <laughs> that's that's. I didn't. Not I a... didn't hit the. I didn't hit the. <laughs> but yeah, if you need anything, let me know. Okay, Kelsey needs. Kelsey usually leaves the house at seven. Kelly gets her at seven fifteen. They get in the car. She drops her off by seven twenty, seven twenty five, and you'll be done. It's like a 10 minute, like a 10 minute saver. That's all I need, right? But I won't do that. Get your ass out of bed and take your kid to school. Fine. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> all right. I just like the way that that all ended. I think that was about, I, I, I don't think we can, we cannot do meatloaf. I love meatloaf. Meatloaf's good. I wonder if anybody's got a good meatloaf we can get on DoorDash or Uber Eats. I feel like you should talk to your friends at Dine in Hawaiian. I bet they can make like a Hawaiian spin Ooh, meatloaf with, with the gravy. That's what I'm saying. Oh, Hawaiian meatloaf. Maybe they put some pineapples in there or something. I got you, man. That's a good idea. I have to. I have to talk to my people at Dine in Hawaiian. All right, we got to get out of here. I'm gonna. Yes, I'm gonna one more thing. <laughs> yeah, here here comes the one more thing. One more. One more thing. Over and over. All right. Well, all right. Since- that was no one more things. I got to stop laughing. I'm killing myself here. Um, all right. He's Aaron Smith. I'm Chad Brendel. It's the BBP. Hope Bearcat Journal. <laughs> See you.